0: Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley and I'm Colin Bradley. Welcome to our first podcast. We hope this is the first podcast of many to come. The idea of the podcast is to share Colin's experiences, his knowledge, his techniques uh, with you, the listener and all of the other people that Colin reaches around the world. So let's get the show on the road. Welcome, Dad. Uh, thank you, Steve.
1: <laughs> Dad's better in it than yes. Colin. Yeah, yeah yes. Yeah. Oh, Steve, I'm very excited. I've got to tell everybody out there that this is quite an innovation. And uh, a, a few weeks ago, I didn't know what webinar was. Webinar? Webinar? Webinar.
0: We'll get to that later, <laughs> shall we? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. See? I, this I isn't a webinar.
0: It. It's a podcast. You know that, don't
1: you? <laughs> Oh, dear. Oh, no, no, but I'm very excited about it all. And I, I just can't wait to get started on it.
0: Yeah. It's brilliant. It's really good. We really hope that um, the listeners will get in touch with us and uh, ask us what they want us to talk about, uh, ask you questions. Um, it's really for them, isn't it? And it's for, it's for free for them. <laughs> I can't see you nodding. It's really funny you're nodding. <laughs> I'm enjoying <laughs> uh, myself, Steve. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to have a job editing this, aren't I? So, Dad. Tell everyone out there that doesn't know who you are, that may have stumbled upon this podcast completely by accident right? and thought, well, who's Colin Bradley, okay. that doesn't know who you are. Right. Explain to those people out there who you are. Right.
1: Well, I, I, I think I really ought to start with uh, when I turn professional. I turn professional... Uh, in 1982. So I became a professional artist then um, and opened my own gallery, uh, sold my own works, mainly watercolour. That was the first love. And then I went on to pen and ink and then then I went on to pastel pencils um, in 1984-ish. I can't be exactly uh, right about the date, but it was something like about 1984. And since then, the pastel pencil has been my main love
0: so what so you were a professional artist in 1982 for watercolor yeah not for pastel pencil no no. so you moved down to broadstairs in kent yep opened up a gallery yep and you're a watercolor artist now everyone Yep. would primarily know you as a pastel pencil artist absolutely but you never knew that was going to happen when you came down you hadn't even discovered it no no
1: no 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 the, the, everything happens uh, everything almost happened uh, by chance really uh, a chance meeting here and a chance meeting there as i'm sure other people would be would tell you the same thing you have become uh, you know um, good at what they do and um, well known for what they do you can't predict it it's it's something that happens and i had a series of events that led up to and i'd love to talk about them but that would take me hours and hours and hours and hours and hours hours to do that
0: so we'll save that for another time i think we all save the story we can
1: do little snippets we'll do a little
0: little segment every now and again gradually revealing how it happened so when you got how tell us how you discovered the past pastel pencil then how how did you suddenly decide this is the medium
1: well this is probably singularly the most amazing thing uh, I was uh, doing watercolor work and selling my work in the gallery as I said and a friend of mine asked me if I could do a, a pet they had a pet dog could I do their dog and I thought well I'll give it a go so I in tried watercolor. in watercolor yeah I tried I tried and failed and tried again and failed again because I had uh, a very set idea of what I wanted how it needed to look I could, I could achieve it with landscape work I could achieve that but I couldn't achieve it with an animal so I'll give it up I thought, oh, well, obviously this is not for me and by chance I walked into a, a local retailer for some watercolour uh, pa, uh, watercolor paints and saw a box of pencils they were made by uh, Swanstabilo they were called Carbothello, and they were called Carbothello charcoal pencils coloured charcoal pencils nothing to do with pastel, pastel wasn't mm. entered into it So I picked these up and I for some reason, don't know why, I bought them and uh, it was a set of 24 and I came back and set to doodling around and I produced a, a dog picture which I was quite pleased with. I mean, when I look back now, it was probably rubbish. But, you know, I I thought it was quite good. And I thought, well, you know, that's better than the watercolour was. Yeah. And that's really how it began, and quite amazing. And uh, as I said, I won't go into it because I'll be here for two or three hours talking about it, how how it came off from there. But that was the beginning. That's how it started.
0: Yeah. So once you discovered the pastel pencil, once Mm. you thought... This this is this mm. is something new, this is something exciting, I realize what I can do with this. Mm. How did you learn it? How did you yeah. learn your how did you craft your because everything everything that you show everyone now yeah. is just years of you learning. Yeah, isn't absolutely, it? yeah. And trialling yeah. as I've gone
1: along. Yeah. I made it up as I went well along. I actually did make it up as I went well along.
0: Because you, you went on, sorry, you went on to teach people yeah. how to use pasta pencils. Yeah.
1: That was another accident. <laughs> okay. That, that should never have happened. That shouldn't have happened. Because It was a very
0: successful accident, I, I know, wasn't it? I
1: know, but people said to me, um, you, you know, I was selling these pencils by then. I was selling them and, and somebody said to me, you know, you're selling these pencils, but we don't know how to use them. I said, oh, well, you know, that's it. why don't you teach us? And I said, I can't teach. I'm not a teacher. And I, and I just completely dismissed it. Several people up to then said to me, you ought to teach this. I said, no, I'm no teacher. I've never had any training. I can't teach. And I dismissed it. But then it was in an open evening I had at the time, and several pe- people got together. It's almost like a, like they clubbed together. And they said, you know, we will buy these pencils if you teach us how to use them. <sighs> I thought, this is a bit of blackmail here. <laughs> I said, all right, all right. Yeah, I did it. And um, so I did. I I just booked six weeks. Six weeks called, a couple of hours at a a time. And I think there were five people I had, I seem to remember, five people that wanted to do this. And I told them after the five, after the six weeks was up, I said, thank you for a flex. Off you go. Thank you. There's your pencils. See what you can do. They said, hang on, you can't just leave us there. That's the... So I thought about it and uh, thought about it a lot. And uh, I decided to give it a try. And as I said, the rest is history. Really? That's how it started. Yeah. Now, how can you predict that? How can you, you say? Yeah, when no you're, way. You're you against I was against it. I, was, I said, no, I'm not going to be a teacher. I'm no good at teaching. I can't teach people. And now look at me.
0: Yeah. Isn't that amazing? I do. It it's absolutely So what did you teach stunning. them in that first six weeks?
1: Well... By then I'd already had quite a bit of practice with the pastel and We're talking about six months a year later, after I, I so started using the pencils. Only I, six months to oh, a year yeah. learning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then you were yeah. teaching people. Yeah, That's yeah but but short time, isn't it? Up to that point in time, the pastel pencil was just used, really. Not the pastel pencil. Bear in mind, it was a coloured charcoal pencil. It wasn't called pastel then. Mm. Just coloured charcoal pencil. What it was used for is the sketching for use for people that had pastel work. You know, if they had pastel, soft pastel work, they used to use it for detail work. It had been around since before the Second World War. Before the Second World
0: War. Really? It had been they were around. called charcoal pencils, were they Coloured
1: charcoal pencils. That's what they were called.
0: And they were not used at all no, for what no you one were using?
1: So what I did, I, when I was playing with... I, I, my watercolour work uh, was a little unorthodox, I've got to tell you that. It was more the old Victorian type of watercolours that were very detailed and almost were, were put down in layers. Uh, and I then really adapted the pastel Pencil in the same way. I just used them like a watercolour.
0: Hmm. No, uh, well, you didn't know any different, I suppose. No, I didn't well. know any
1: different. I just, you know, no one, I no one to teach. There was nothing, no YouTube at the time. There was, there was no books on it. There was nothing. So I had to sit down and play with it. But I loved playing and experimenting. And gradually, and gradually, gradually, I started developing it. And blew the minds of the who the people that made it. I blew their mind when they saw the picture. Because I bet achieve. they didn't. They couldn't believe it. They said, you didn't. do I said, I did. I did this with your pencils. No, you didn't. And this was up in London at the uh, Olympia, a big trade show in Olympia. I went up there to show them what I could do. And they couldn't believe it. They just couldn't believe it. Straight away, the managing director said to me, could you demonstrate this for us? We'd love you to demonstrate for us. So I started working for them as a demonstrator. And, yeah, yeah. and the following year, I was in Olympia demonstrating it.
0: Yeah. So, so within how long, from the first time you picked up that pack to, to, it, to, to, to doing a demonstration? Three years. Three years. I was in Olympia. You were in London doing it? Yeah. Wow.
1: I know. It's quite amazing, isn't it?
0: So because, because of that, the way that you use them is so unique and no one else had done it. Yeah. Does anyone else do it now? Oh, or, yes. Oh, yes. But back then? No one.
1: No one did it then. Did you start the trend? I did. I was the I was, number you, one man.
0: <laughs> you showed people what <laughs> was capable with the pencils. Yeah. So then more people jumped on the bandwagon. Yeah. I
1: think I can say, you know, without blowing my own trumpet, that the pastel pencil wouldn't be around today if it wasn't for me learning those original techniques. It wouldn't be around, not yeah. in the same way it is now. No. With probably millions of people now using it throughout the world. Uh, and it's in every country of the world. There are, I think, the last count, there was about eight manufacturers of pastel pencils
0: now. And back then, how many do you know there was? Two. There was two back then. Sponsor
1: Bilo and Conti. Conti was used in the same way that the um, Carbotella was. It was a bit scratchy, though. And, uh, well, it had been around for 60 years before I picked it up.
0: Yeah, but only two known manufacturers that you knew. Yeah. And, and the, now there's over 30? The eight, yeah. Oh, sorry, eight. Eight.
1: Eight manufacturers. Eight as manufacturers. far as I know, there yeah. might be more. There might yeah. be more by now. Yeah. So... Uh,
0: so uh, when did you stop? Because you don't use Swanstabilo anymore. No, I didn't. You don't use, anymore. You don't no, use, I use know. Faber-Castell. That's right. Yeah. So
1: well, I tell you what. I t- there's another interesting story. I was... a. Have we got time
0: for this? Yeah, why yeah, not? Yeah, okay. Why not? I'll... How, what's the time? Yeah, we're fine. We've got time. <laughs> go, go for it.
1: <laughs> well, I, I'll, I'll nutshell it for you. When I was working with Swanstabilo and all the big shows in London... Uh, and I was doing a lot. I was doing two or three a year. Uh, we used to have somebody come across called Siegfried Hochstein. He was in the marketing department of Swanstabilo in Germany. He used to come over to the shows. I got on very well with him and, uh, you know, we went out to dinner and we, 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 we were great pals. And he was amazed at what I could do with the pastel pencil. And then he left. Suddenly he was gone. And I thought, oh, well, that's a shame. Mm. He's left. Anyway, years later, um, I was still working for Swansea. I did an awful lot of work for them. Years later, I was approached by uh, a local firm to us in Folkestone, which is only a matter of, what, I don't know, 30, 30 miles away? Yeah, well, yeah. Not that, no. <laughs> And uh, they came up to me. I, I knew the, uh, the owner who came along to see me, Marion. She came along to see me, and she said to me, Colleen, there's something I want to show you. And she got out a, Faber, a box of Faber-Castell pastel pencils. And I said, oh, this is interesting. She said, uh, I thought you might like to try them out for us. I said, yeah, of course. They're brand new. They hadn't been launched then. They were brand new on the market. Right. I said, yeah. So anyway, I straight away, I reached for the black and the white. Because with the Carbithella pencil, I found them a little wanting. The black wasn't quite strong enough and the white wasn't quite bright enough. So... I reached for the black and the white, the faber Castell. I put them on the pastel paper, and immediately I knew they were the winner. They mm. were absolutely fantastic. I said, I don't have to try anything else, Marion. I will do, but I don't have to, because I can see from that how good they are. She said, well, she said, I'll tell you a story. She said, I was told to come here by Siegfried Hochstein. I know. Isn't it amazing? <laughs> I said, well, what's he- she said he now works for Faber Castell and over the last seven years he's been developing a pastel pencil.
0: No way.
1: Yeah, yeah. So he left swans and the the Faber Castell pencil was great. It was perfect because the Swans to one used to break in the centre. The ledge used to break and it oh. used to crack. Now, Siegfried Hochstein knew all that because he was with marketing. Yeah. So he developed a pencil which was much brighter tray. and did all the things that the Carbithella didn't. So he put Marion on to me, and I and I couldn't believe it. I said, wow. She said, what we'd like you to do, Colin, is head our, our marketing um, strategy and campaign. And it was fantastic. I was in all the magazines and... Uh, I did very, very well with it, and that's what really launched us.
0: So there, wow, you are. That, I nutshelled it as best I could. That no, that's that's fascinating, fascinating. Really, even stuff you, you wouldn't believe it, but I I didn't know <laughs> most of that. No, a lot of people don't. But yeah. it's it's really interesting. It is fascinating, and it is amazing how things work out, isn't it? That's right. Mm. Okay, well, moving on then. The another section that we want to put in the podcast is for you listeners. So. If anyone out there has got any questions for Colin, then uh, please tweet us. Um, all the details can be found on our website, www.colinbradleyart.co.uk. You can get in touch with us uh, on the site. You can submit um, questions through there. You can go to our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash Colin1940. Um, or you can tweet us at colinbradley one um loads loads of ways get to get in touch and we'll use a section of the podcast to mention anything that um you send us uh anything you want to ask colin send it through and i'll ask him and uh we'll go through that so it leaves us really to end the first podcast we're just mentioning for anyone out there who doesn't know colin knows him a bit better now um about all the things that he has to offer so if you're interested in viewing any of colin's videos and and what he's capable of doing and all the techniques he uses you can visit his youtube channel which is youtube.com slash colin1940 check out his videos we're heading on to nearly a million views aren't we, we? Are, hopefully know. by yeah. the spring so yeah. quite a lot of people check us out which is great view some of colin's videos on there um obviously all of his information can be found on his website where you can join as a member um and view well over 50 hours of video tutorials that colin's done on subjects land animals landscapes portraits still life peoples and figures (laughs) and much more (laughs) we've got a ton of things we want to talk about and a ton of things that we want to um tell you guys but we've we've got to keep it limited um the last thing really for us to mention is the other exciting project a project that we've got coming your way um which is uh, a webinar
1: um what did i say it was
0: you said it was a webinar. You did said I, it right. I, did I say it right? Yeah, no, but you I, said it when we were doing a podcast. I'm cleverer than I thought I was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, so a webinar, which you kindly gave away at the beginning of the, the podcast. Um, a webinar is going to be Dad doing a, a live demonstration, completely live, over a, a webcam um, here in the UK. And you're going to pick out something very special for viewers, aren't you, to yeah. see? So I don't I know if we... No. I don't think we should. No, I think no, we should keep, keep them waiting. <laughs> but it's something. It's something really incredible, and um, it's going to be live. So we're going to stream it um, probably one to two o'clock Greenwich Mean Time. Yeah. So yeah. our time uh, in the afternoon, obviously you will just hopefully that will capture as as many people as possible um by doing it in the middle of the day some have got to
1: get up very early and some have got Got to to stay up up. very late (laughs) yeah they've got to stay up
0: or get up early (laughs) yeah that's it but everyone in between will be all right (laughs) um it's probably the best time we can do it really um and it's it's going to be an hour long and it's going to be streamed live and we're going to be uh, inviting everyone to um do some we're going to do a beta test first of all we're going to just do a test seminar we're going to basically ask you guys what you want to see. and um, We're going to spend about 15 to 20 minutes testing the equipment, making sure it works, making sure that uh, everyone can see us and interact with us um, whilst we're doing it and take it from there. So webinars coming your way soon. Very exciting, isn't it? Very much so. Can't wait. So that concludes our first episode. Well done, Dad. Uh, thanks, Steve. <laughs> So (laughs) tune in next week for more Colin Bradley Bradley Artcast. (laughs)